Yeah, thanks. Dr. Zeus podcast in the house tonight. What else can I say? Good evening. I'm not going to do this. Good evening. Um, yeah, thanks. Well, I'm not... Um, what's his name? Louis C.K. was in town. He was in San Jose. That son of a bitch. I know. And you all went to all three sold-out shows. Hey, I wanted to go see the Patti Smith show. Uh, the two-night show at the Fillmore in San Francisco. And the one in Santa Cruz. If I had that kind of money, I would go. But I got sick. So screw it. I know. I know. Let's let's quiet it down, people. Thank you. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Podcast. Um... You know, I'm sure in life Donald Trump has never been cock-blocked before because when he flips out those wads of money, people don't... They fall to their knees for the money. But hes I don't think he's ever been cock-blocked. But finally, someone has cock-blocked him, and that's Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is loved, hated, reviled. I mean, you know, she's basically like a cast member on The View. Couldn't get any better, huh? You and Joy Behar. Um, I love Joy Behar. Yeah, it's it's crazy times. It's crazy times that a million a millionaire has hypnotized all of you into thinking, oh, if I stamp up and down and cry like, you know, a brat, um, and get my wall funded, while you all go with nothing, and I'll bet you. Those of you who are going with nothing are still going to vote for him because you are still, you know, it's, hey, I can't blame you. You know, it's, um, what's that thing? The syndrome, um, where, you know, they, the, the sheep won't run from the blade, you know, they just go toward it. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You know, you want to vote for evil and Hey, you know. I voted for evil. It's called put on a Judas Priest record. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let's turn it up a little bit. I need it. Yeah. It's Thursday night. It's not even Friday yet. It's not even a cute Friday. A hung, uncut Friday. You know? I mean, you don't want it to die down now. You know what I mean? You just you just freaking don't. And I'm not going to do my usual. Oh my god. You know. Yeah, I'm not. It's Oh, I love how they they just all went quiet. I do need I need to bolster some sound effects. But the chakras, the chakras keep on going, people. It's it's hard for me to describe the chakras. It's hard for me to even say, oh, taste the rainbow, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's good times. See, you're back. People are hearing things now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not even tripping out on acid. I don't even do that. I know people who do, and I'm thinking, um, that was kind of the 60s. I think it's not cool anymore. 60s are over, unless you were in the Grateful Dead. You know, which was, I hear, one hell of a trip. You know, uh, well, when you have, um, what was his name? Not Mickey Deans, um, oh, that's the wrong person. When you have Jerry Garcia, 
My friend knows this song so well. You know, uh, driving that train high on cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch that copyright. You know, they knew what they were doing. You know, when you're friends with Janis Joplin and Janis Joplin is so messed up, asks you, are you all right, honey? Are you all right, daddy, cat daddy? You know, you know you're in trouble when Janis Joplin asks you if you're all right. Yeah. We need more like her, though. We don't, you know, Amy Winehouse came close. She had the beehive. She had the tattoos. She had the attitude on Thursday nights. Yeah. I mean, this is not taco. This should be pizza Thursday. I had pizza with my friend. It was it was delicious. It was amazing. You know, now we have proved a point. We will be having that pizza again. Yeah. Because, you know, she's never steered me to bad food. It's always been good food. Some people, on the other hand, have said, oh, let's eat here. And it tastes like crap. But thank God, you know, I mean, she wanted me to go to the bar afterwards. And that's a, that's more of a weekend thing for me. Cheers. You know what I mean? When you got to wake up as early as I do in the morning. Come on. That's why I'm doing the show now. I have the candles lit. I have my moon out. I've got the audience. Who knows how long they're going to run out. It's like days of our lives. More like gays of our lives. Um, I was going to talk about nurturers. People who I don't think many of us would associate with the word nurture. Here's a good example. Rosemary Clooney, may she rest in peace, George Clooney's aunt. But we shouldn't refer to her as that because, you know, she was Rosemary Clooney. White Christmas, you know, famous, famous singer, actress, good friend to so many. Rosemary Clooney, I'll never forget, she wrote this book, Girl Singer. And she's telling these stories about all these people she hung out with. She hung out with Billie Holiday, you know. She hung out with freaking Marlena Dietrich. Here's where I'm going to go with Marlena Dietrich on this. According to Rosemary Clooney, Marlena Dietrich was a nurturer. Now, if you were to talk to her daughter, Maria, about that, Maria would say something different. Probably because she, her, it was a control factor. And Maria has talked about that. You know, it was, you know, this ethereal character, Dietrich. But um, Rosemary Clooney talks about, she said how... Marlena Dietrich would come over to her house, make her soup, and talk to her about, you know, the old days, about performing, um, and would tell, and always, she always had these books of places to go in Europe, you know, she always knew where to go and to direct you there if you wanted to have a good time, good service, and she talks about how she was really sick in bed, uh, Rosemary Clooney. And Marlena Dietrich took care of her and was a nurturer. Marlena Dietrich said, you know, got her trashy magazines because she said, you know, when you're sick in bed, you don't want to have to read a novel. That's the last thing you want to read. You want to be able to laugh. You know, I'm, I'm sure they watched. What's that one movie 
witness for the prosecution. Remember that? Damn you! Damn you! Yeah, Marlena Dietrich got her best, but yeah, she she was a nurturer. Here, here is this Hollywood icon. Her own daughter is like Dietrich is untouchable, and she's this nurturer. You know, she and maybe I don't know. Who knows? I think it differs when you're the parent and you're not the parent. You know what I mean? Um, I was nurtured. I think, though, there was a little more realism behind when I was being nurtured because they always knew, okay, which way we're going to go with this. You know what I mean? In terms of, okay, my mother was smart enough to know, oh, you know, it won't be bad for long. But she could only say so much. My grandmother, same thing. My grandma, they nurtured in a different way. If you cried like a, a baby, you know, oh yeah, they'd nurture you. My my grandmother was, my grandmother and I were good at getting into fights, arguments, and then crying at the end. You know what I mean? That was that's what she was known for. In fact, whenever she would tell stories about the past. And she'd be crying, and my grandfather's like, what's going on? Like, he thinks we drove her to it. Oh, no, I'm just telling a story. She would tell this, She would tell those stories like she watched the soap operas. Her life was one giant soap opera. I'm not kidding you. That's why I think she liked them. She finally was like, oh, God, I'm normal compared to these psychos, you know? Yeah. You look at and you look at what goes on in the soap opera world, and I mean my my grandmother witnessed that in the town she lived in. She was just a gossip, but it wasn't bad. Here's the thing with gossip: people think, oh, rumors. No, my grandmother knew stories that were truthful. Who was doing who, and and even and it went all the way back to the cemetery. Oh my God. So in a way, my grandmother nurtured everybody. I mean, with those stories alone, you know, um, my friend and I were talking about a friend of ours and, and the, the need to nurture, to nurture. I mean, you say that 15 times fast. If you wanted me to nurture, then I have to dress up like Marlon Brando and pet, you know, Larry King like he's a giraffe. You know, it wasn't that strange. You know, toward the end of his life, Brando, I just don't know. It's like, oh, God. Talk about grocery clerks sent to collect a bill. It's like he was the bill being collected over. You know, but maybe he he talks about not being nurtured. It's, It's a weird thing. I think maybe he was drowned and smothered more so in it. You know? What can I say? You know, we have... People who want to take over. And I learned early on, (laughs) ain't nobody taking over. I I love how one time someone said to me, you know, they they always want to go to these poppy country people. I'm not even going to call Carrie Underwood country because she's pop. Country is is Johnny Cash and June Carter sounding all ugly when they sang. And and Carrie Underwood's like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Someone told me that I should listen to more Carrie Underwood. Listen to Jesus take the wheel. No, I don't think so. If I want to feel that, I'll listen to some Black Sabbath, okay? 
bloody, bloody, bloody Sabbath. War pigs. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? And here at the Dr. Zeus podcast, I mean, how far can you get? You know, I, I made it as far. Hey, I love the Dixie Chicks. I thought they were brilliant. They weren't too poppy. They were crazy. They were not your Faith Hill music. You know, this kiss, this kiss. So chocolatey. Um, or Swiss Miss, Swiss Miss. I love when they did like a parody of that, you know. Uh, I am I am remiss if I'm, you know, when I country music, I'm not a big fan of it. I think some of it is funny, ironic, you know, if you listen to the lyrics. It's not nurture music. When I want to be nurtured musically, I listen to Patti Smith because she's just going to, you know, talk about Gloria and um, Birdland and, you know, um, uh, Because the Night. Uh, I know she doesn't like it when people call her the godmother of punk because I think to her, she's not really the ethos of punk, that she is beyond genre definition you know all this crap that they play on the radio now i i haven't really even listened to the radio in years i mean you know thank god we have sirius xm i can listen to howard stern i can have my fill and usually though on my way to work i listen to podcasts or i listen to my own show i listen to my own show because i'm like okay how did it sound right there? Because I'm very critical of it. You know, I'm like Gloria Stefan sitting in the booth with Emilio S. Emilio Stefan. Like, oh, my God. One, two, three. It didn't sound good at that moment. Or she talks about that. She, You know, you can't listen to yourself. I only listen to myself. Okay, is it going to make me laugh the second time around? You know what I mean? And, and how this podcast is one long therapy session that just continues. I mean, God, let's see March. I've been doing this since March of 2018. I almost said 2017. I think 2017 would have been a lot smoother if I had this podcast, if I had the foresight, uh, the capabilities, but you know, things happen when they need to. I love how people say, you know, you should have done that a long time ago. Everything has its time. You can't go back. Oh my God, I wish I... You can't go back. That's like walking backwards on a tightrope. Ain't gonna happen. Or Indiana Jones walking backwards after finding the Ark of the Covenant. Or was that the Grail? The Grail. <laughs> hey, nobody's face melted off in that. The, co- the Grail one. You know, that's that's a trippy moment. To think that now, if we could reenact Raiders of the Lost Ark, we could put Trump, Pence, and what's the other one? Um, the, oh God, they're, they're all freaking evil. What's that one? The blonde who runs the immigration show and she got heckled at a Mexican restaurant, that cunt. Um... If they could all like have their places, like in Raiders of the Lost Ark, if someone could do that picture, it'd be great where their faces are melting. You know what I mean? And America is not looking at it, you know, kind of like Bird Box. Oh, that's such a stupid challenge. 
that and the 10 years Facebook. It's like, you know what? Uh, you know, it's cute. And if hey, you want to go down that hickory dickory dock road, that's fine. I don't do that. I was kind of raised to be aware of things like that, that they're, you know, like fads. To kind of, it's not that I turn my nose at fads. I was kind of raised to be a little quicker than that, like a little smarter, like, oh, don't give in to what the rest of the mad crowd is giving into. You have your own bowl of cherries to worry about. And I and you do, you know, it's like, let everyone else let the masses eat those cockroaches and they'll be fine. Hickory dickory dock, you know, <coughs> and and I refuse to eat it, you know. <laughs> that didn't sound right. I refuse to eat it. It tastes just like chicken. <laughs> I'm sure my friend would get that if she were listening right now. <coughs> but you know, um, we had a we had a great discussion over pizza about chakras, um, vices. <laughs> Triggers, you know, stress. I love how people are like, oh, she she understands my stressors, but I love how people within my dynamic, you know, the family and a few friends are like, oh, what are you stressing about? Well, I'm not gonna say. <laughs> what is this, Barbara Walters? No. Where is she, though? You know, speaking of Babs, it's kind of like, whoa, we're going through all this crap and she hasn't yet emerged. Like, I'm almost 90 years old. I have outlived Fidel Castro and Jackie Kennedy and Richard Nixon, but I have not outlived Betty White. And today's Betty White's birthday, Sue Ann Nivens, Rose Nyland, you know what I mean? The list just, and well, a freaky thing though, if you think about it. Okay, so Betty White has just turned 97. We lost Carol Channing, who was 97, just shy of her 98th birthday. Isn't that freaky? It's almost like one, you know, there's always one waiting in the wings, but we can't say that about Betty. Betty White has outlived all the Golden Girls right there. She outlived B. Arthur. Oh, God. Um, Estelle Getty. Rue McCollaghan. You know, half the, half the cast of Golden Girls. Shit, she outlived the cast of Empty Nest, except for maybe a few and Charlie. You know, that was such a great show, Empty Nest. You know, life goes... I'm not going to sing it because it's copyright. I'm not trying to get slapped. You know, the podcast is doing good. You know, I always like to spice it up. (laughs) Now I sound like those KY ads. Or as my mother said to me, oh, that doesn't work. (laughs) That's more than I needed to know, people. Um... Although for me, I will say, you know, I know TMI, I don't care. Um, it has to have lidocaine in it. The, the good Lou people, it's got to have some lidocaine. And if you don't know where I'm going with that, good, great. Go down to Walmart and don't talk about it. But if you know what I'm talking about, go to CVS now and they look for the lube with the lidocaine. 
because it numbs it. It's perfect. You know, you, you've got yourself a spritzer. You know, it's Thursday. It's not even Friday. I feel a lot better than I did last week. Last week, I felt like I was dying. I, I was just like, my head was so fucked up. I thought I was turning into Stewie from Family Guy. My, I had so much pressure in my head. I was waiting for the football head. I was waiting for it, but it didn't happen, you know. And so here we come. Friday. Here's looking at you, kid. Um, let's just give a cup of shut the fuck up to that wall. It's enough. Pink Floyd themselves are like, what wall? I thought we only wrote, we wrote the other wall. You know, but it ain't getting built. Built. Or as those bandits said in Treasure of the Sierra Madre, badges? I don't have to show you no stinking badges. Good night. Yeah, thanks. Dr. Zeus podcast in the house tonight. What else can I say? Good evening. I'm not going to do this. Good evening. Um, yeah, thanks. Well, I'm not... Um, What's his name? Louis C.K. was in town. He was in San Jose. That son of a bitch. I know. And you all went to all three sold-out shows. Hey, I wanted to go see the Patti Smith show. Uh, the two-night show at the Fillmore in San Francisco. And the one in Santa Cruz. If I had that kind of money, I would go. But I got sick. So screw it. I know. I know. Let's let's quiet it down, people. Thank you. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus podcast. Um You know, I'm sure in life Donald Trump has never been cock blocked before because when he flips out those wads of money, people don't they fall to their knees for the money. But he's I don't think he's ever been cock blocked. But finally, someone has cock blocked him and that's Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is Loved, hated, reviled. I mean, you know, she's basically like a cast member on The View. Couldn't get any better, huh? You and Joy Behar. Um, I love Joy Behar. Yeah, it's it's crazy times. It's crazy times that a million a millionaire has hypnotized all of you into thinking, oh, if I stamp up and down and cry like, you know, a brat, um. And get my wall funded while you all go with nothing. And I'll bet you, those of you who are going with nothing are still going to vote for him. Because you're still, you know, it's, hey, I can't blame you. You know, it's, um, what's that thing, the syndrome? Um, where, you know, they, the, the sheep won't run from the blade. You know, they just go toward it. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, you know, you want to vote for evil. And hey, you know. I voted for evil. It's called put on a Judas Priest record. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let's turn it up a little bit. I need it. Yeah. It's Thursday night. It's not even Friday yet. It's not even a cute Friday. A hung, uncut Friday. You know? 
I mean, you don't want it to die down now. You know what I mean? You just, you just freaking don't. And I'm not going to do my usual, oh my God, you know? Yeah, I'm not. It's, oh, I love how they, they just all went quiet. I do need, I need to bolster some sound effects. But the chakras, the chakras keep on going, people. It's it's hard for me to describe the chakras. It's hard for me to even say, oh, taste the rainbow, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's good times. See, you're back. People are hearing things now. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're not even tripping out on acid. I don't even do that. I know people who do, and I'm thinking, um... That was kind of the 60s. I think it's not cool anymore. 60s are over, unless you were in the Grateful Dead. You know, which was, I hear, one hell of a trip. You know, uh, well, when you have, um, what was his name? Not Mickey Deans. Um, oh, that's the wrong person. When you have Jerry Garcia, my friend knows this song so well. You know, uh, driving that train high on cocaine. Casey Jones, you better watch that copyright. You know, they knew what they were doing. You know, when you're friends with Janis Joplin and Janis Joplin is so messed up, asks you, are you all right, honey? Are you all right, daddy, cat daddy? You know, you know you're in trouble when Janis Joplin asks you if you're all right. Yeah. We need more like her, though. We don't, you know, Amy Winehouse came close. She had the beehive. She had the tattoos. She had the attitude on Thursday nights. Yeah. I mean, this is not taco. This should be pizza Thursday. I had pizza with my friend. It was it was delicious. It was amazing. You know, now we have proved a point. We will be having that pizza again. Yeah. Because, you know, she's never steered me to bad food. It's always been good food. Some people, on the other hand, have said, oh, let's eat here. And it tastes like crap. But thank God, you know, I mean, she wanted me to go to the bar afterwards. And that's a, that's more of a weekend thing for me. Cheers. You know what I mean? When you got to wake up as early as I do in the morning. Come on. That's why I'm doing the show now. I have the candles lit. I have my moon out. I've got the audience. Who knows how long they're going to run out. It's like days of our lives. More like gays of our lives. Um, I was going to talk about nurturers. People who I don't think many of us would associate with the word nurture. Here's a good example. Rosemary Clooney, may she rest in peace, George Clooney's aunt. But we shouldn't refer to her as that because, you know, she was Rosemary Clooney. White Christmas, you know, famous, famous singer, actress, good friend to so many. Rosemary Clooney, I'll never forget, she wrote this book, Girl Singer. And she's telling these stories about all these people she hung out with. She hung out with Billie Holiday, you know. She hung out with freaking Marlena Dietrich. Here's where I'm going to go with Marlena Dietrich on this. According to Rosemary Clooney, Marlena Dietrich was a nurturer. Now, if you were to talk to her daughter, Maria, 
about that, Maria would say something different. Probably because she, her, it was a control factor. And Maria has talked about that. You know, it was, you know, this ethereal character, Dietrich. But um, Rosemary Clooney talks about, she said how Marlena Dietrich would come over to her house, make her soup, and talk to her about, you know, the old days, about performing, um, and would tell, and always, she always had these books of places to go in Europe. You know, she always knew where to go and to direct you there if you wanted to have a good time, good service. And she talks about how she was really sick in bed, uh, Rosemary Clooney. And Marlena Dietrich took care of her and was a nurturer. Marlena Dietrich said, you know, got her trashy magazines because she said, you know, when you're sick in bed, you don't want to have to read a novel. That's the last thing you want to read. You want to be able to laugh. You know, I'm, I'm sure they watched. What's that one movie? Witness for the prosecution. Remember that? Damn you. Damn you. Yeah. Marlena Dietrich at her best. But yeah, she she was a nurturer. Here, here is this Hollywood icon. Her own daughter is like, Dietrich is untouchable. And she's this nurturer. You know, she... And maybe, I don't know. Who knows? I think it differs when you're the parent. And you're not the parent. You know what I mean? Um... I was nurtured. I think, though, there was a little more realism behind when I was being nurtured because they always knew, okay, which way we're going to go with this. You know what I mean? In terms of, okay, my mother was smart enough to know, oh, you know, it won't be bad for long, but she could only say so much. My grandmother, same thing. My grandma, they nurtured in a different way. If you cried like a, a baby, you know, oh yeah, they'd nurture you. My my grandmother was, my grandmother and I were good at getting into fights, arguments, and then crying at the end. You know what I mean? That was that's what she was known for. In fact, whenever she would tell stories about the past, and she'd be crying, and my grandfather's like, "What's going on?" Like he thinks we drove her to it. Oh no, I'm just telling a story. She would tell this. She would tell those stories like she watched the soap operas. Her life was one giant soap opera. I'm not kidding you. That's why I think she liked them. She finally was like, "Oh God, I'm normal compared to these psychos," you know? Yeah. You look at and you look at what goes on in the soap opera world, and I mean, my my grandmother witnessed that in the town she lived in. She was just a gossip, but it wasn't bad. Here's the thing with gossip. People think, oh, rumors. No, my grandmother knew stories that were truthful. Who was doing who? And and even and it went all the way back to the cemetery. Oh, my God. So in a way, my grandmother nurtured everybody. I mean, with those stories alone, you know, um, my friend and I were talking about a friend of ours. And and the the need to nurture, to nurture. I mean, you say that 15 times fast. If you wanted me to nurture, then I have to dress up like Marlon Brando and pet, you know, Larry King like he's a giraffe, you know. It wasn't that strange. 
you know, toward the end of his life, Brando, I just don't know. It's like, oh, God. Talk about grocery clerks sent to collect a bill. It's like he was the bill being collected over. You know, but maybe he, he talks about not being nurtured. It's it's a weird thing. I think maybe he was drowned and smothered more so in it. You know? What can I say? You know, we have people who want to take over. And I learned early on, <laughs> ain't nobody taking over. I, I love how one time someone said to me, you know, they they always want to go to these poppy country people. I'm not even going to call Carrie Underwood country because she's pop. Country is is Johnny Cash and June Carter sounding all ugly when they sang. And, and Carrie Underwood's like, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Someone told me that I should listen to more Carrie Underwood. Listen to Jesus take the wheel. No, I don't think so. If I want to feel that, I'll listen to some Black Sabbath, okay? Bloody, bloody, bloody Sabbath. War pigs. (laughs) No. You know what I mean? And here at the Dr. Zeus podcast, I mean, how far can you get? You know, I I made it as far. Hey, I love the Dixie Chicks. I thought they were brilliant. They weren't too poppy. They were crazy. They were not your Faith Hill music. You know, this kiss, this kiss, so chocolatey. Um, or Swiss Miss, Swiss Miss. I love when they did like a parody of that, you know. Uh, I, I'm, I am remiss if I'm, you know, when I, country music, I'm not a big fan of it. I think some of it is funny, ironic, you know, if you listen to the lyrics. It's not nurture music. When I want to be nurtured musically, I listen to Patti Smith because she's just going to, you know, talk about Gloria and um, Birdland and, you know, um, uh, Because the Night. Uh, I know she doesn't like it when people call her the godmother of punk because I think to her, she's not really the ethos of punk, that she is beyond genre definition you know all this crap that they play on the radio now i i haven't really even listened to the radio in years i mean you know thank god we have sirius xm i can listen to howard stern i can have my fill and usually though on my way to work i listen to podcasts or i listen to my own show I listen to my own show because I'm like, okay, how did it sound right there? Because I'm very critical of it. You know, I'm like Gloria Stefan sitting in the booth with Emilio S. Emilio Stefan. Like, oh my God, one, two, three. It didn't sound good at that moment. Or she talks about that. She, you know, you can't listen to yourself. I only listen to myself. Okay, is it going to make me laugh the second time around? You know what I mean? And, and, how this podcast is one long therapy session that just continues. I mean, God, let's see, March. I've been doing this since March of 2018. I almost said 2017. I think 2017 would have been a lot smoother if I had this podcast, if I had the foresight, uh, the capabilities. But, you know, things happen when they need to. I love how people say, you know, you should have done that a long time ago. Everything has its time 
You can't go back. Oh my God, I wish I... You can't go back. That's like walking backwards on a tightrope. Ain't gonna happen. Or Indiana Jones walking backwards after finding the Ark of the Covenant. Or was that the Grail? The Grail. <laughs> hey, nobody's face melted off in that. The co- the Grail one. You know, that's that's a trippy moment. To think that now... If we could reenact Raiders of the Lost Ark, we could put Trump, Pence, and what's the other one? Um, the, oh God, they're, they're all freaking evil. What's that one? The blonde who runs the immigration show and she got heckled at a Mexican restaurant, that cunt. Um, if they could all like have their places like in Raiders of the Lost Ark if someone could do that picture it'd be great where their faces are melting you know what I mean and America is not looking at it you know kind of like Bird Box oh that's such a stupid challenge that and the 10 years Facebook it's like you know what Uh, you know it's cute and if hey you want to go down that hickory dickory dock road that's fine I don't do that. I was kind of raised to be aware of things like that, that they're, you know, like fads. It's not that I turned my nose at fads. I was kind of raised to be a little quicker than that, like a little smarter, like, oh, don't give in to what the rest of the mad crowd is giving into. You have your own bowl of cherries to worry about. And I and you do, you know. It's like, let everyone else, let the masses eat those cockroaches and they'll be fine. Hickory dickory dock, you know. <coughs> and and I refuse to eat it, you know. <laughs> that didn't sound right. I refuse to eat it. It tastes just like chicken. <laughs> I'm sure my friend would get that if she were listening right now. <coughs> but, you know, um, we had a, we had a great discussion over pizza about chakras um vices triggers you know stress i love how people are like oh she she understands my stressors but i love how people within my dynamic you know the family and a few friends are like well what are you stressing about well i'm not gonna say (laughs) what is this barbara walters no where is she though you know speaking of babs it's kind of like whoa we're going through all this crap and she hasn't yet emerged like i'm almost 90 years old i have outlived fidel castro and jackie kennedy and what's it nixon but I have not outlived Betty White. And today's Betty White's birthday. Sue Ann Nivens. Rose Nyland. You know what I mean? The list just... And well, a freaky thing, though, if you think about it. Okay, so Betty White has just turned 97. We lost Carol Channing, who was 97. Just shy of her 98th birthday. Isn't that freaky? It's almost like one, you know... There's always one waiting in the wings. But we can't say that about Betty. Betty White has outlived all the Golden Girls right there. 
she outlived B. Arthur. Oh, God. Um, Estelle Getty. Rue McCollaghan. You know, half the half the cast of Golden Girls. Shit, she outlived the cast of Empty Nest, except for maybe a few, and Charlie. You know, that was such a great show, Empty Nest. You know, life goes... I'm not going to sing it, because it's copyright. I'm not trying to get slapped. You know, the podcast is doing good. You know, I always like to spice it up. <laughs> now I sound like those KY ads... Or as my mother said to me, oh, that doesn't work. <laughs> That's more than I needed to know, people. Um, although for me, I will say, you know, and I know TMI, I don't care. Um, it has to have lidocaine in it. The, the good Lou people, it's got to have some lidocaine. And if you don't know where I'm going with that, good, great. Go down to Walmart and don't talk about it. But if you know what I'm talking about, go to CVS now and they look for the lube with the lidocaine because it numbs it. It's perfect. You know, you, you've got yourself a spritzer, you know, it's Thursday. It's not even Friday. I feel a lot better than I did last week. Last week, I felt like I was dying. I, I was just like my head was so fucked up. I thought I was turning into Stewie from Family Guy. I had so much pressure in my head. I was waiting for the football head. I was waiting for it, but it didn't happen, you know. And so here we come. Friday. Here's looking at you, kid. Um, Let's just give a cup of shut the fuck up to that wall. It's enough. Pink Floyd themselves are like, what wall? I thought we only wrote, we wrote the other wall. You know, but it ain't getting built built or as those bandits said in treasure of the sierra madre badges i don't have to show you no stinking badges good night <laughs>